Hello, everybody, and welcome to another DNA podcast. Welcome, welcome. My name is Eamon. And my name is Dan. And I forget what episode number this is. I think 35. 36, I believe. 36? Yeah. 35. 35? I swear there was a 35 when I looked at the... Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. put the wrong number. Ah. Yeah. Oof. It's a tricky job. Strange. I wonder who did it. <laughs> Me too. Um, I love for whoever's listening, they actually don't know. <laughs> We're like... Yeah, we just, like for us, it sounds like <laughs> we're just talking about behind the scenes stuff. And yeah, <laughs> it happened. It's that person's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's our employees' fault. Mm, yeah, the people that work for us. Yeah, they yeah. work. They write our descriptions. We, we got to fire someone. Yes, yeah, that's yes. It. That's we have a huge company, actually. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So I actually had an idea. Yo. A little bit different to... I mean, different but not different. I guess we talk about everything. So, it's like... It's whatever we talk about is our thing anyway. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. So, the question slash thought slash subject that I thought about Runner. was... Um, stories that made you who you are today. Yo. I know. So like, and I thought it was an interesting topic, this one, because obviously there's so many stories that we wouldn't even be able to share in one episode, but, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. If it's interesting and it runs smoothly, then we can probably even do a second part of it. But, um, okay. I definitely have two in mind. Okay. That stem from high school. I have none in mind currently, so you can start if you want. Okay. Is this kind of just like what? Sharing a bit of me with the listeners type thing? Yeah. It's a chit chat. Ah, too easy. Well, my parents were always very... If you live under my household, you have to do a sport of some kind. Hmm. I, I did a bunch. Running. Man, I've told you the story of when I used to do cross country at school, hey? Not really, no. And it was like... <laughs> it was such cheeky assholes, me and my mate. We would like... <laughs> dad, they'd be like, no, you have to start at the pace that you think you'll be finishing at. Uh huh. Which you know, now that I'm running, pretty solid advice. Makes sense. Yeah. What would me and my friend do? Yeah, we'd Sprint. start. Sprint. We'd start walking. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that is not what I was expecting. That's no. <laughs> you see how I finish my runs. So, but no, for a lot of my life, I was kind of just doing a sport, or like up until grade ten, I was just doing sports to like fulfill this thing that my parents have of like i must do a sport Mm -hmm. and then it would have been around grade 10 yeah we had an an olympic weightlifter who Mm. who went to my school and he Mm. came back and he was like yeah we'll train some people and they do uh he did like a little performance on stage in front of this in front of our grade Mm -hmm. and and I started that. That was the first. Um, so I, I joined that and it, it was different to the gym. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy who w- was working with the Olympics. So this guy literally went to Damon Kelly. Mm. is his name. He literally, literally went to the Olympics. I think he's got silver medals. He's got gold medals at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is pretty incredible. 
Olympics is in Commonwealth Games, though. No, two different things. Okay, but he went to both. He went to both. Mad. He has gold in Commonwealth and, and silver in, That's in, awesome. in the Olympics. Yeah, okay. So I was like, I hate cardiovascular exercise. Mm. And now you're telling me that I have, there's a guy who did the Olympics who I can learn from. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a no brainer. <laughs> right? Two birds, one stone. So I went and trained under him. And then. But that probably shaped who I am today just because it had then maybe like a half year in there was a a personal trainer who needed to get his qualifications he was an ex-student so he came back to personally coach some people so he he was more or less my free personal coach for the good part of a year in Mm -hmm. grade 11 Uh, and I think that really solidified my like you know when you get a lot of understanding about a specific thing and then that knowledge just kind of sticks in your brain mm. probably yourself with engineering now to some degree well, I, I wouldn't put yeah, i wouldn't go not. that far well, say, oh, it's, yeah, it's, okay. uh, engineering it, is an interesting one i might talk about it one day but yeah yeah it's hard to draw a comparison right but it was mm. sign that all of a sudden my brain is jammed full of all this information mm-hmm. and Probably swimming with me. I still remember the stuff that I used to do, so... Yeah, that's it. But mm. it was, like... It's so ingrained in me now. It's just something, to, something that I can do. And after that, I had so much knowledge in it that... Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I'll ever give this up just because it gives such a good return and it's... And I know a lot about it. Yeah, so, do you mean sports in general? Yeah, kind of like fitness. Yeah, okay. Like twitch fibers. It, you know, because he, he would have just finished his degree in it. So, he's like just offloading yeah. information to me. He was the guy who wanted to speak about it. It's good. Yeah. When you learn and you just want to... Basically, yeah, how it. I used to do with you, basically. You'd, right, like you'd you just walk in and someone. I'm like, Eamon, come here. Look, come look at my assignment, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? So, that was that, oh, I, I was under him when he did that. And it's that, a good that, way to solidify your knowledge. So, it, it would have been pretty beneficial for you as well. Yeah, and that, that's definitely it. solidified fitness and health. And that's all, like just a whole part of my life. Too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you definitely know. but Yeah yeah um well myself I, I that reminded me of a story rather but um yeah so the the idea with this um exercise let's say it's like just tell stories i guess and like obviously there's heaps of stories i'll tell like the happy ones of course but like <laughs> what shaped me in a great way i believe because you know me i'm not I'm not as, comp- like, I don't compete that much nowadays. I'm I'm a pretty chill guy on, like, competing in itself. Yeah. Um, because I was very, very into it when I was a bit, like, much younger, I guess. Um, so, when I started swimming, I started swimming because mom just didn't want me to drown, right? So, she, <laughs> Fair. she told me, go swim. It's a good. It's a great exercise. Um, before that, I played soccer. I played a bit of, I think, volleyball. And every time I would play those, I'd hurt myself. So she came to the conclusion that swimming was the best way to not get injured. 
she was kind of wrong because I did injure myself a lot with my friends just running around <laughs> the swimming pool and whatever. But it was in itself an exercise that did not really hurt. There's not, there's no impact. So you genuinely just have muscle pain afterwards. There's no, like, it's very hard to actually ruin your body swimming. It's a pretty, pretty good exercise to do if you just want to do cardio and no i can lose I, weight i completely agree ever since um, you showed it to me i have no. a sore knee i have a sore this that i'm like ah, well instead of going swim. to the gym instead of going yeah. boxing i'll, I'll go swim. and it's ultra relaxing hey um it's so nice it's something calm, obviously calming when you, about the water yeah obviously when you're training like for competitions and all that it's it is hard and you it's like any other sport right you you're grinding you you are in a in itself suffering even though you're not jumping and hurting your bones, you're putting all you have into that exercise. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, when I first started, I went with the mentality that I just did it for the sport, right? And didn't really care the outcome. And everyone that swam with me was older, so there was no one really that I wanted to compete. Um, until two guys started swimming. And they were around my age. One was a year older than me. So he was a category above me. And one was my age. And they really liked swimming. So they started beating me on the things that I did, right? Because I didn't take it seriously. So yeah, yeah. it was very easy to overtake me. And I was, <laughs> I thought to myself one day, and I'm like, no, that, that this can't happen. So that's actually how I became good at swimming. And I became really good. <laughs> I surpassed them like extents <laughs> over because I just could not bear the idea of them surpassing me. <laughs> uh, in my head, I had, I had trained for longer. So there was no reason why I couldn't do it. One, the guy who was my age was shorter than me, so I had the upper hand because when you're longer, you do you do have more reach. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy who was a bit older, he used to do breaststroke, which wasn't really my style, but just because he swam it, I got better at it. <laughs> like, just in my brain, it was all competition. And I think... I think I really burnt down myself on the competition side because um, obviously a bit of drama happened. I moved to Australia and yeah, that that part of me kind of kind of calmed down. You didn't have quite that a same lot. competitive spark with anyone, huh? I still had it until very recently. I still had it. Like you play board games with me and I would get frustrated if I'm losing. Damn. Just yeah. like not do not like losing right and then just m more recently probably like a yeah. year or two ago i decided that that was not who i wanted to be <laughs> yeah fair. it was um it was good and yet it wasn't in any way shape or form beneficial for myself i thought um i believe there's other ways that you can that, and i'm not saying that people can't use that as a fire, right? That I feel like that's a very good way to get good at things. But, um, and I still have it in my brain, just like very... I think it a 100%. Very mild. Isn't the, isn't there a saying about competition breeds excellence? Or yeah, something like that? I, I've come to the conclusion that, yes, I still have my competitive side. 
It's just not... I don't get angry. I don't get frustrated. I... Uh, I'll, I'll lose, for example, right? And I'll rather be happy for the other person. And I will think to myself, I'll do better next time. And I'll train more for this, right? Instead of being angry and using that anger as a fire, I use other types of motivation. So I still get good at things. Yeah. Just less um, aggressively, I guess. Just not as aggressively. Yeah. I don't... There's no need for it for myself. There's there's actually no need for it. It's just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if we're on the theme of defining moments, was, mm. do you reckon it was moving to Australia where you where you lost your competitor, competitive? I don't lose it when I came people. here. I, uh, again, I lost a few years ago. Rather than I moved here ten years ago, so yeah, I still yeah. had that competitive side on me. That would I, have been a pretty I defining. I gave up swimming because of my competitive side. Almost. Really? Um, yeah. Almost same reason why. Um, almost same reason why I overtook the people from Brazil was kind of the reason why I dropped it here. Um, so when I moved, that was quite life defining, actually. I don't know how moving here would be pretty life defining in and of itself for once. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But, um, when I was swimming, in here i couldn't speak the language so it was frustrating to communicate the coach couldn't really explain uh, yeah. what he wanted me to do so um yeah that and obviously had high school as well that i could barely understand um and there was this and the team didn't talk to me because they knew I didn't speak English, so they were just uh, yeah, you they were felt, blah about you felt it. Felt a little left out. One hundred percent, and yeah. and I was good when I first moved here, so I don't think they liked me very much. <laughs> and there was this guy who definitely didn't like me, and he was my age. He was the same degree as me, and the same thing happened to him where I started, and he was below me, and he surpassed me to another level he went to nationals and he yeah good good for him <laughs> he was a complete like he deserved it for the effort that he put in <laughs> for how he treated me i don't think he deserved anything <laughs> he was just cold shouldering me i who barely spoke english would be like congratulations sort of thing and he'd just uh. walk away and dude that was the worst <laughs> being completely left out of the team that you're supposed to be training with mm. that was so different than the experience that i had in brazil where the team would just is just with you and they yell when you're swimming you can hear them while you're swimming It's another energy in here yeah, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. happen um so yeah that was that was definitely life-defining is giving up swimming was life-defining i i definitely that was probably one of the heaviest decisions i've taken in my life mm. probably having them moving yeah. here but you remind you reminded me i'll get into an, another life-defining story but you reminded me of a story where it was a comp i had a guy when i was doing table tennis mm. and this guy was we were probably about probably about the same level but we hated each other it was <laughs> I chase 
a, a competitor like this guy in the future sometime i reckon me and this guy hate each other it was cold shoulder all the time it was like fuck that guy <laughs> what's he looking at you know but we were the similar level mm-hmm. and it was there was yeah this is crazy for being table tennis everyone you know you wouldn't expect it to be the type of sport that has tension like, on the field i feel like table tennis would be more animosity than a lot of sports because it's you versus someone else there's literally no one else involved with swimming you have a, a team yeah. regardless you still like swimming with a bunch of people with volleyball you have a team yeah with soccer you have a team yeah i f- i feel like tennis table tennis or ping pong or whatever you want to call it it's you and another person dude i love i love my me and one other person or mm. just me versus me type competition mm. i don't know i don't i don't know if there's a life defining moment where i where i was like oh i don't like team sports mm. there was definitely a realization i don't think there was a moment where it happened mm. i think i just don't like relying on someone else in a team like me be me be perfect teammate hell yeah he drops the ball so we don't get the point like are you kidding <laughs> I, <laughs> what like why am i getting punished for another guy's not training enough this is that's such a strange mentality to me but yeah i'm not gonna judge it <laughs> well it was either that or i was letting the team down by dropping the ball and i didn't like that pressure on me mm. which is strange because then i'll just do my own thing yeah. No, I had I had a competitor who we hated as well, and it was mm. a, it was hell of tension when we got on the field. It was mm. it was good fun. I believe there is there is good in using that as fire, but for example, when we train it's, together, it's, it's scary. You're, <laughs> you're, if, I don't think. Oh. oh no, I lie. I would definitely love to have it now, but it's a big. Ugh. But like big when we trained together, was really good. We yeah, didn't. We weren't against each other at all. No, that's like um. It was motivational, and we built each other up. That's what happens when I go bouldering, for example. You build each other up. It's a different type of motivation that I genuinely prefer, and I still grow quite a bit. It's still competition to a certain degree. I would still categorize it as competition. Yes, it's but just it's like completely a, different. The the yeah. take on it. Where it's like he's doing it, I'll do it. Yeah, he's doing more. I, I'll do more. One hundred percent. I'll one up him. In fact, and then he. See, yeah. that's where I stop. There's no. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's no. None of that. I don't think I ever had the one up you, but. Yeah, I don't. I definitely was like, ah, oh, dude, he's doing it. I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. No. One hundred percent. But that moved forward because then we'd talk about it. You know, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't like, I hate you for this. It's like there, that was, there was none of that. I don't know how sentimental we'll get, but that was a pretty life-defining. I think I've I think I've already said this to you. Where I don't know the listeners probably don't know I'm going traveling, mm. but I reckon deep in the back of my brain I'll be like, I need to be <laughs> doing stuff <laughs> persistently for when Dan's re- doing it at home. Yeah, for when the reunion happens. <laughs> I thought about this. That's funny. like I'm not gonna. <laughs> I can't drop the ball. Are you kidding? No. I have to keep moving forward or else when I meet up with Dan, he's going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll I see how it'll be. It'll be an interesting meet up. 
yeah whenever you come back well just whenever right like i'm even in the distant future or near future yeah but i'll like i think that i think the beginning of this year and 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 that part of our lives was life-defining for me that was life-defining that beginning of the year and the last year was definitely life-defining for me but i i won't get on it too much um it was definitely good to as as a conclusion it was a really good way to get into what i believe i really like now which is continuously one trying to improve uh myself for myself and for the people i care about around me and in addition to knowing what i love doing now which is sports (laughs) yeah running everything is just so good people like do you want to do this and you just yes run it yeah <laughs> and it was so it was so freeing i don't know i felt myself I, it was freeing it was like finally i could i felt like to a certain to a certain degree i've been living this facade where i i enjoy things yes but i enjoy them because that's what a lot of the people around me enjoyed mm-hmm. like no no one that i was hanging out with would want to wake up early in the morning go for a run or no in meditation or cooking really so i'm like there's a lot of these things that i felt free or even chess i think was one of them that i started playing a bit more i was like felt so much more free to do the things that i enjoyed and not limited by Mm -hmm. you know the opinions of the people around me Mm -hmm. and probably having you do the same thing at the same time was like oh hell yeah like Mm. it was a helpful way to grow and almost make a habit out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can go back to an old an old story. Yeah, go for it's it. It's a very, very short one with my dad at an un, at an unknown age. I'm going to say like maybe 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I think I had to... It was a long drive to the Olympic weightlifting. Like, because I ended up... Stopped, stopped doing it at school. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. The coach was like, okay or like a teacher there, he was like, okay, you're better than what I can coach you. I can't, I can't coach you any better. Like you want to improve, you have to go to this Australian level coach with state teams and whatnot. So I'd go there and it would be about like a 30 minute drive there and back. Mm. And I just remember one day I was like, oh dad, like, like I'm so sorry you have to drive me all this, all this bloody distance. And he's mm. like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll drive you anywhere. You want to do anything? I'll drive you anywhere. I was like, nice. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, what? You telling me if I do, if I want to be a ballerina, hey, you'll drive me to, you drive me to ballerina training? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, that was very life defining for me. I was, it, it, it cracked the sudden something in me where, uh, I, I, I could do anything and it would be supported. Mm-hmm. And I could probably trail into my second life to find a thing was philosophy. Mm. I don't know how I came across a philosophy after school class one day at school. It wasn't any curriculum subject. It was literally co-curricular. On Thursday afternoons for an hour, you'd just go and sit in the room and they'd talk about philosophy. The dude would bring up different logic ideas, different like thought experiments that, and we'd just sit there and think about it. Mm. 
and it was and then the next semester there was enough people that they started a class in my grade mm. and i really wanted to do this but i was like i was <laughs> i was a straight c student <laughs> and i'm telling you right now philosophy doesn't sound like you know <laughs> a little bit more difficult than than art and geography you know mm. so my parents were or I think my mum was very skeptical. Don't like, didn't want me to do it because I was, mm-hmm. I'd probably fail. But I remember dad was very like, man, mate, even if you fail, it's like, do it. It's yeah, important. Like, th- well, this is what you want to do. Like, you probably get more out of this subject than any other subject. Even if you fail, you're in the right. Like, just follow it. Do you think? So I think that support for my parents was very just like, yeah, do whatever you do, whatever you want. You have a support. Mm. Hell yeah. So. My mum was very supportive. My my other side of the family wasn't that supportive. I feel like my story critiqued my mum. I'm sorry. I love you, mum. <laughs> mum just was afraid of my grades. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> um, no, dad Dad was always very homophobic. So, no to ballet. Damn. That would have not been supported. Right? Well, that's what I mean. I was like, <laughs> I figured I'd throw out the most like... I guess for myself at the time, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was a little homophobic at, at the time based on that comment. Probably culturally. That's yeah, you right. like in that's, school or something. That's not what guys do type thing. Like that, my, when I said it, it was definitely my embodiment of the furthest thing. I definitely don't I agree with it doing. now, but yeah, when I was a kid, definitely. But that's because Brazil is very like they they apparently it's changing quite a bit, but it was a very homophobic place when I was growing up at least. It's just, yeah, it was very frowned upon. Well, I think that's like something in me is thought that the majority of people wouldn't take their son to ballerina training, wouldn't support that as a as an interest. Mum would, mum, mum drove me everywhere. Oh, we mom, didn't have a car actually. She mom, walked me mom everywhere. hundred percent, I think. But like, but, my, but dad wouldn't. Dad wouldn't at all. Yeah. So that's I. But I think I expected the same from my dad. And when he was kind of so blase about like, yeah, I'd do that. Oh, I like that. It it jogged something in me. Like yeah. I'm, what twenty five. I can still remember back to that exact yeah. conversation. It must have been life defining. I think. Yeah. I won't talk too much about my parents because if they listen to this, they'll be <laughs> they'll be cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> I guess you're not homophobic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it over dinner. <laughs> uh, I don't know, <laughs> um, but don't deny it. You wouldn't have driven me to ballet. <laughs> Talking about that, I've been thinking about doing pole dancing, and I'm saying it. I've, 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 <laughs> I've put in my head that I'm not gonna say things that I'm planning to do. It's because Which I think are good because they usually mean they're not gonna happen. When you just explicitly say too much, can you look at me? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of looking. What around. are you? Fidgeting with my eyes. Yeah, but you make me look. <laughs> no, that's fair. You just like mm, <laughs> squinting your eyes being, at the distance. I'm being a bad engaged listener. You are being a very bad engaged listener. I'm listening though. Yes. Am I being boring? Am I boring you? 
No. Good. Okay. <laughs> Listen to me then. Um, yes. So basically, I was thinking when you say things, and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm probably going to stop from now on saying a lot of the things that I'm doing, just because once you say it, I feel like it kind of ruins it a bit. And you end up not running it or something. So I'm going to talk about pole dancing because I don't know if it's going to run it or not. <laughs> but um, I find it I find it very interesting, and I've I've been curious to see how it would be because it looks kind of funny. Dude, I, I think it's a hard workout. It would be a hard workout. <laughs> You're literally just using your entire core. Yeah, I think you get ripped abs from it for I sure. Reckon it's <laughs> kind of like calisthenics almost. Yeah, more or less is yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had the I've had the same. You know how you talking about not announcing things. Mm. I've I've also had that. Use the things that I have stuck to are the things that I just start on my own, and then people find out because I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to thingo. Mm. But the other the other one is not buying the equipment too soon. <laughs> yeah, just being invested in the thing and letting the purchase of equipment come when it's like oh okay until I, you see I, that I it's actually give an improvement into it. yeah yeah I, i'm actually i'm actually like this thing is now holding me back yeah opposed to just buying it to make you better mm. i feel like when i just aimlessly buy something to improve rather than me being held back by not having it you just don't i'm use less it. less likely to pursue that activity i see it i see it yeah so i've come across the same thing yeah not recently though i bought the bouldering shoes and i'm going like almost every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i'm justifying my purchase <laughs> yeah so you know that that makes complete sense because i'm pretty sure the <laughs> rental shoes are like absolute crap <laughs> yes they're not good you can tell now now that i'm using the proper shoes and mm. it's incredibly better oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, do you have any more stories? Do I have any other, other life-defining stories? Hmm. It's funny because there should be heaps, hey? I have memories that from being a kid. So I'd say that's almost life-defining. I don't know yeah. how it would have changed me, but... I definitely have a lot of stories that characterize who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did this. And that is a representation of who I am, how I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if I have that many stories that cause these kind of things. Okay. Well, I am slyly a person who does not like bicycles. And I know that's yeah, very sure. weird because there I have a motorbike. To, there has to be a why in there. There is a why. I remember almost every single time I fell from a bike and it's many <laughs> there was this one time i was competing with john and there was this you know driveways how they have the um, sometimes they have where the path is so you have the um, how's it called yeah the footpath yeah you have the footpath but then you have the border like the step how's that called again the gutter so you have the gutter yep right and sometimes it's a gap and then you have the like a little ramp 
so the car can go in without having to hit the gutter. So it's yeah. just a little ramp, but there's a gap in between. That's not very like ours. I haven't seen those like that ours. many here. No, ours is just a ramp. There's some that is the gutter, and then the ramp, and then there's a gap in between. Is that how ours is? Yeah, that's how ours is. Okay, I don't even <laughs> didn't even realize. Anyway, but they are uncommon. I think they're uncommon anyway. So yeah, I, okay. agree, I agree with you on the larger scale. So I was I was cycling and competing with John, and um, the bike got in between that. But instead of being um, <laughs> instead of being one that just continues, it just closed it was a it was one that the gap became smaller as you went huh yeah it was poorly built <laughs> what on earth and i remember just being sand over the bike so that was one and then there was this other time where we we're at a skate park and somehow i got to the bottom of it and then stepmom goes in she goes out dad does it and then john does it and then it goes my turn and I go up and then one of my wheels goes oh, no. up the skate park ramp and then the other stairs on the back and I'm like, oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Uh-oh. that was this one moment where I'm holding the bike <laughs> with one leg and I just see the, <laughs> the bike going up <laughs> and me falling backwards. <laughs> Just the wheel going up over your head. You're like, yep. Oh, crap. Bike hits me. I hit my head. No concussion, thankfully, but. Oh, God. Good times. Talking about bikes and injuries. Many times. It happened too many times. You've heard. I have my first time riding a motorbike. Mm -hmm. No. So. When was this? (laughs) I would have been 13 or so. Oh, you've told me, actually. Yes. Yeah. Had, we were riding around little mopeds <laughs> in the backyard of my uncle's place, I think, or just a family friend. <laughs> and this guy loves his bike. He has a Harley Davidson, a, a road bike, but he brought out this just petrol scooter. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how... This thing, to me, it went fast as hell, yeah? Mm-hmm. But I was used to, because I was just driving around the yard at the time, a very small electric one. Yeah. Mum's like, go on this petrol one. Your it's, mom? It's sick. Yeah, mom was egging me on to Oh, my it. God. And I'm like, uh, I don't really want to. I'm kind of enjoying <laughs> my little electric one at the moment. No, do it. Do it. It'd be it'd be fun. It'd be cool, Eamon. It'll be faster, Eamon. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm like, sure. They're like, Dave will sit on the back of it for you. Like, it, you, it, you'll be safe. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Regretfully, I get on. Do get some behind me. I'm so used to the small scooter <laughs> that, I, that I just throttle the thing. Ma- max throttle, bro. I, wheelies. <laughs> the back of the bike hits the ground. Uh-huh. Dave falls off. <laughs> I just wheelie. Like, like back of the bike is on the ground. I'm just looking at the sky. <laughs> Ram into a shed. It redirects me into like... <laughs> Into like a metal fence, like the one, like the one our neighbor has, like you know, the one with the diamonds on it. I don't, I don't remember. Oh crap! But I let I let go of the throttle because I'm like, oh, (laughs) what the hell's going on? I come down. 
yeah, fingernail onto the fence and that poppy just got ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> Like my left fingernail, just my left, my like the rude finger on my left hand. The, just goodbye. Yeah, fingernail. the fingernail just. <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's probably the most gnarly injury story I have. It didn't hurt until I looked at it, which I think is yes. funny. But, uh, that's usually the case. Yeah, because you have so much adrenaline, it, it definitely will hurt later. Yeah, you just you. It's like damn, my my finger feels funny. That's strange. Look at it, and blood. It feels just... stingly. Why? Yeah, pain. <laughs> <laughs> just look at it, and just like burst into tears. Yeah, yeah. That checks out. How'd oh. your mum react? <laughs> She's like, "This is my fault." <laughs> yeah, mum. Mum definitely felt guilty for sure. Dude, I actually, I actually, I have some cool life-defining stories. I have two of them now that my brain's gone to. One uh, goes off from mum feeling guilty, and another one comes off from the bike thing. Yeah. Okay. So which one? Which one do you want to uh, me to dive into? You can. You can um, choose. Your mum feeling guilty because that continues the story. Yeah. Okay. There was this kid at school, Jacob. He was my, he was a good mate. This guy was a good mate. Uh huh. Uh, we had these little go-go's crazy bones back in grade six or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really young. Uh, I had them everywhere in my in my room, in the car, in my bag. Yeah, they were like the it's like Pokemon cards you can think of them like. Mm-hmm. These rare ones you collect them. The whole school was into them. Yep. Yeah, but my mum picked this guy up from school, dropped him home. And I swear to God, this kid stole one of my crazy Go-Go's crazy brands. I swear. <laughs> Mum, he stole it. <laughs> you, Eamon, you shouldn't go around accusing people of stealing things. That's a big accusation. <laughs> You've just lost it. <laughs> so, no. He stole that thing. But more or less... I forget how... Oh, okay, it doesn't make makes the story a little, little shit if I don't remember how he confessed it. But he stole it. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget how. I think my, his parents said something. Okay. Or something or other, right? But my mum had been hounding me that he didn't steal it. I had just lost it because you know me. It's kind of who I am. I just lose things. Mm-hmm. So that was just a funny, like, I guess that's more of a story of... How does it tie with your mum feeling guilty, though? My mum felt guilty because she was, like... Oh, about that. Convincing yeah. me that, that he hadn't stole it. And it's bad to accuse people of stealing. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he definitely stole it. You're like, I'm 100% mum. 110%. I was so... <laughs> I was so convinced. Wow. Mum okay. was just trying to do the right thing by me, but she was wrong. But no, the other life defining one. My dad. We used to have a construction site nearby our house. Mm-hmm. This is probably where I get my trespassingness from. Mm-hmm. But he used to help me and my brother construct ramps out of old wood and metal, and we'd <laughs> just build these big. I, my memory of them is huge, but I'm pretty sure they were like tiny. We would just go onto this construction site and build ramps. We would just ride our ride our bikes up, like do jumps over stuff. That's pretty fun. 
yeah mom's like shouldn't go in there dad's like nah it's fine <laughs> i'm gonna say that's not life defining but i think it's those things when you're like six seven years old and you're it ingrains something i think where you just all of a sudden like a yeah I, this this stuff's fine it doesn't matter yeah i i have a funny one actually um i'm pretty sure i would have told you at some point at least so i went to 2017 we went to montana as a family and we actually i'm gonna give you even more background yeah yeah go for it this is a thing that i notice even nowadays i don't quit things sometimes i just <laughs> continuously do it and then when i feel tired my brain just says to me do one more or someone tries to convince me and I run one more. Which but that I, one more is love, usually how I get injured. <laughs> it's I have so many stories where I just hurt myself because <laughs> I know I'm tired and I know I should stop. Like and I I mean tired, like exhausted. I'm my body just shouldn't be doing it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean I mean radical sports, right? I'm not saying like I play chess. <laughs> One more move, bro. One more move, bro. Oh, I injured uh, my wrist. Just one more game, dude. No. Like, I swear to God, every time I egg something on, I get injured. And that's something that I notice nowadays. And it's definitely life-defining in a way because I should stop doing that. And I'm starting to notice this pattern more and more, which means... Which I realize more and more and the more I'm stepping back from it, right? is that impulsiveness of not thinking about it. You, you already thought about it, but even though you thought about it, you still run it just because. What are some examples? Because I, I, I love that mentality. All right, so to the story, right? We were snowboarding in Montana. Beautiful place, amazing snowboard. That was our second day doing it, I think, and I got pretty good at it. You can ask my brother. He was proud because I, I, was, I, I was just doing tricks and i've always been the sort of person who falls and doesn't care just just keep going you know oh wow i this reminds me of my time snowboarding yeah (laughs) sounds the same yeah you fall whatever you just keep going you just stand up yeah you're young i still do it i still fall and i'm like yeah whatever it'll it'll be fine or if i really hurt myself i strap it on It'll be fine later. I yeah. just stopped doing the thing. Yep. But um, yeah, so I did almost every single one of the tracks. And it was our last day snowboarding. And I decided, okay, this is good. I'm good. I'm frozen because it gets really hot. You, Anyone who snowboards, you know this. You, you have a huge jacket, but because you're sweating, you get like extremely hot. So... I took my jacket off, so my my shirt was frozen behind me. It was it was a bit too much. So I decided probably a good idea. Go have a hot chocolate. It was it was Montana, so it was two degrees, zero degrees, yeah. daytime. Oh. It was it was cold. Anyway, um, I'm starting to walk away, proud of myself because I did literally so much i went on the green line and very proud of myself and john just comes to me and he says we need to go at least one more time bro (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the old bio. <laughs> yeah, the good old. I don't even trust that anymore. I don't even listen. Anyway, <laughs> he says, we need to do one more time. I'm like, oh, but I'm tired. I, I can feel I'm tired. And I, I don't know, when you when you snowboarding or skiing or whatever, at least that was my experience with it, your body's basically frozen. So you don't really feel that, you don't really feel your muscles being tired. You just feel like they aren't as they are supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's cold, I now that I do cold plunges and stuff, that makes more sense. <laughs> it's just stopping inflammation so it doesn't hurt because it's frozen. <laughs> it makes complete sense. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway, I went. And you have blue line, which is the easy one. You have green line. And John wanted to go to the toppers of the toppers one because... Why not, mate? Let's, yeah, yeah let's because go. it's fun, and it was fun. Thing <laughs> is, I got a little cocky, and um, I just decided I won't go blue. I've done the green before. I can do green. Easy. Started going green, and I couldn't do the zigzags properly. So I started going straight, which meant I decided to go back to the blue because they kind of were side-by-side tracks, but there was this huge in-between where it was a bunch of waves. It's just where people don't snowboard. Yeah, the soft, the soft part. <laughs> Hella soft. So I started going to the blue. And, yeah. and I just couldn't keep going. I started going straight in this soft path and just picking up speed. Because I'm going straight <laughs> and I look down and you can just see the snow. Because it's soft, it's just snow dust going over the snowboard and oh, i can barely powder. see the snowboard oh, at this God. point and i start thinking to myself i either keep picking up speed and die or i jump now <laughs> and fall and probably hurt myself a bit but i will be fine right so I jump. <laughs> no. And, and I start rolling. And I just hear my leg go. Clock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Turns out, I thought I broke it, but I didn't break it. Um, the leg that I hurt is the leg that you have to strap yourself into the snowboard. So, you know how on the snowboard, there's one leg you can take off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you're on flat ground, you have to push yeah, yourself. Yeah, so you have to like, when, you, <laughs> when you're taking it off, you have to yank it off, basically. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how good your equipment was. Mine was you had to just basically throw your foot backwards. But because I hurt my foot, I couldn't. <laughs> so, I'm just sitting on the soft and it's... Oh, Montana is so much snow. So I'm trying to put my hand down and I just keep sinking oh, mate, into the snow. That This is exactly what I was thinking of when you <laughs> said you jumped off in the powdery part. Yeah. I've, I've done this and well, I've fallen over in the powdery snow and I'm just like, I felt for like 10 minutes and I was just, I was just stranded. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. And I couldn't get out of the snowboard. <laughs> so for a good... 20 minutes, I'm just like looking up. (laughs) 
and I just see these this couple. Same, probably same thing happened to the person in front. <laughs> I just see this person going straight and picking up speed, and they hit this tree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god so in the ground me is like okay it's time to move on <laughs> so i managed your your living choice number two and yeah witnessed choice number one i saw yeah. choice number one <laughs> and i'll tell you i prefer choice number two yeah. um oh, so i ended up being able to detach myself with like quite a bit of mental strength that was i'm proud of myself for that anyway i couldn't snowboard down and i'm very far away so i decided to sit on the snowboard and go sitting down on the snowboard it was it was a fun little experience it's pretty um, it's pretty nice way of doing it I yeah reckon. yeah got to this kiosky halfway down i tell them my foot is broken probably help me down so they just put me on this like trenot or uh, this this little they put dead people in it probably most definitely (laughs) (laughs) they put you inside and they zip it up (laughs) a body bag basically a body bag but oh like a stretcher oh it's like a ski body bag (laughs) (laughs) so you just lay there it's like a canoe but for snow yeah and this guy on the on the snowmobile just pulls you (laughs) I think I, I imagine it'd be like a stretcher. I, d- I like, don't know. But they pick people was. up off the football field. Yeah. Um, nah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't, they wrap you doesn't up. Doesn't matter, does it? It's yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I got down. <laughs> John took a few photos. Um, if I find those photos, we shall post on the we'll Instagram on, podcast. Yeah, we'll chuck them on the in- yeah. Instagram. They're yeah. funny because it's just <laughs> me wrapped up on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's a that's a long story. That's pretty gold. Yeah, pretty but gold. it was funny. It was a good time. How long ago was that? That was twenty seventeen. So it was a while ago. Damn, a while ago. Yeah. Need to go back to Montana. That was definitely one of the most beautiful places. So. Oh, it sounds like it. Anyway, with snow. It's yeah. Kind of. Is an unfair level of cool. They say it's beautiful on spring as well. So yeah, I believe. Well, the mountain range. Yeah, the mountain range still has snow, apparently. So. Yeah. yeah. Damn, it was such a fun story. I, was, <laughs> I have a laugh to finding a story, but I don't think it's anywhere near as fun. That's fine. That's the, yeah, we'll just alternate between fun stories and life-changing stories. Yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> so, I think... Uh, I was just at a, book, at a bookstore one day. Mm-hmm. Man, and just I think for two dollars I bought a book by. This is kind of how I'm into this whole self improvement type stuff, mm-hmm. where it all rooted from. I think it rooted from a book that I bought for maybe two dollars at this bookstore. Mm-hmm. Good old Tony Robbins Unlimited Power. You can read it. It's probably the most corny ass thing unlimited power unlimited power (laughs) infinite power okay this sounds pretty powerful yes my 13 year old brain was like oh 13 crap i would have been young okay i would have been just out of just out of um just out of primary school when i read it for sure grade eight or something that's 
maybe 16. That's awesome. <laughs> maybe 16 or so. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's like super old school book. One of mm-hmm. those ones about like similar to leadership book type things. Yeah. Habits that make successful people type <laughs> type realm. CEO book. <laughs> yeah. That's about, again, like I said, not a very fun, interesting story, but um, definitely life defining. Mm-hmm. While, while small and not eventful, definitely life defining. I mean, that's that's a good story. I have, um, it's not even life defining. Can we take a break just before we get into it? Yeah, of course. Yep. I'm just going to pause it. Hello. While you're waiting, have you given us five stars yet or followed our Instagram? <laughs> Check that. I'll wait. Alright, I'll let you get back to the show now. Alright, we're back. Boom! What did you think of that cringe? That was, like that was quality. nothing ever happened. <laughs> Um, alright. Emin's too keen today. I strike, I, sh- I struck a chord. Yeah, Dan, let me embrace the cringe, so. No, I mean, <laughs> you're excited, it's good. <laughs> Your story. Um, alright, my story. I don't know, I thought of so many while you went to the toilet, actually. Actually, <laughs> while you were doing your promo quote, your promo thing. <laughs> no, that was done, yes, that was done weeks ago. <laughs> um... I was edited in. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do... I was going to tell another story, but I will... I feel like it's a bit... No, for this one. But um, there's one that I think of every time. It's not really life-defining, but I find it kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so, every time I look at pigeons, this... S- this scene in my brain plays out, right? So, Brazil is slightly a poor country, right? Where I'm, where I'm from is not as bad as huge cities. I was more from a smaller town, so we had our homeless people, but they weren't, there weren't that many, at least when I lived there. But anyway, there was this one time I'm just walking with mum from school home, and. All of a sudden, I see this homeless guy just giving bread to the pigeons. And in my brain, I think to myself, wow. As a young kid, <laughs> I think to myself, wow, what a what a kind man. <laughs> he has no food and he's giving food to birds. That's very interesting. <laughs> Moral of the story, he's baiting the birds and as i'm looking straight into him he just jumps on this pigeon <laughs> and holds on to the pigeon's leg and he's tr- the pigeon's trying to fly all the other ones already dipped and i'm i'm terrified of this <laughs> of this scene right um yeah. what on yeah <laughs> I don't even remember how it ends because I think I stopped looking or just looked at mom and 
<laughs> yeah, just stop being, looking at the crazy pigeon, oh, man. <laughs> please let me go of this sort of style. I don't think... <laughs> I I can't just, get over it. <laughs> it just ends in mystery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it. it was throwing me off so much that you were <laughs> giggling at the beginning of that story. <laughs> You're like, this man who's just feeding the pigeons. <laughs> this poor man. <laughs> extremely poor. Um, there's this other one as well completely off the same ideal but it kind of reminds me of us now it's it's an interesting memory so mum always took me to concerts when I was younger theater um where I'm from it was a very cultural town it was a pride of the town to be cultural and bring in a lot of performances from outside so i had a pretty rich childhood in that sort of sense that's why i I love theater that's probably why i like classical music because i went to a lot of those while i was young um but there was this one concert mom even gave me a prior warning of look oh yeah okay it was called culture month or culture week um can't remember exactly it happens in australia as well like we have the comedy month right same sort of deal but it was just it's just non-stop performances and they happen in different places of the town so it's the town just becomes a huge festival basically right so you can go anywhere you want and something's going on so this one was a night time and it was rock band and I don't remember who it was playing, but mom just gives me a prior warning of, okay, there's going to be a lot of drunk people. You're young, probably not of age that should be there, but you're young. Just stay with me. It's chill, right? Mm. And I will never forget just looking at these guys. And I think they were drinking rum and they're just jumping <laughs> They all were like running and jumping to this wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> just like bodies slamming into wall, and they just like would do it again and again and again. And one of their friends was just in the corner, drinking like I don't think he was drinking anything. I think mum gave him a cup of water, but he's just sitting on the corner, just looking sad. Obviously, just drunk as and <laughs> ob- unbelievably out of his mind right probably yeah, on drugs yeah. i don't know now as an adult i see more probably on How something that could have happened yeah. um and mom gives him water because i think she gave him water because i look at him and i'm like mom what's happening with him is he okay <laughs> and she she just like helps him out while his friends are still jumping and like slamming. <laughs> That's wild. wild. That's wild. Oh, it was funny. It's yeah. I I it, it had to be drugs, but funny times. <laughs> I I'm I miss my cultural my cultural childhood. That was very rich. Um, it sounds fun. That was fun. I forgot about it until now, but. I'm grateful for it. I'm very grateful for it. I don't know why that that has triggered a certain something in me. Did mm. your parents ever take you, like, mum take you into the <coughs> into the women's bathroom as a kid? Yes. Or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mine did too. I think it's rather normal stuff. I think. Yeah. So. I don't know how this 
why this story got jogged. But you bring your child everywhere. I swear to God, I was at the supermarket the other day and I just like, went into the toilets. <laughs> and it was just a fucking, it was just a little girl. <laughs> but <laughs> I've never double taked so hard in my entire You're life. You're like, uh, um, uh, am I in the right toilet? I'm like, <laughs> little girl, urinal. What? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm. Am I in the? I, what? Well, she's just sitting there. That's not normal. What? No, I think it was I like. I never leave like, my I think child. Like, it's like they were walking, and then the dad was walking like not far behind. But my yeah, brain okay, had just okay. registered as this as like just. Th- you just saw the child. Yeah, as as them on their own, right? <laughs> I see. I see. I don't know. I don't know why that jogged in my mind. I see why. But it is strange. I haven't seen that for so long. I feel like it's more normal the other way around. Maybe, maybe I'm cooking. I think like the little uh, boy going into the girls' bathroom. Maybe. I maybe. don't know. But it just, I don't know. It just, I, it just threw me off big time. I haven't seen it in a while either. Um, mm. I don't mm. see many kids nowadays. Actually. Do I just not pay attention <laughs> anymore? Like, do you reckon when I was a kid, I used to pay attention to kids? And then now that I'm an adult, I just I, don't even, like, register there around? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's like it's like what we've always talked when it comes to you buy a car. <laughs> and you see all those cars. You just see adults now. No yeah. Children. It's, it, life has moved on. <laughs> From I definitely that. like I see I see them but it's Yo, not here's, a... the, here's the curveball when was mm. the last time you saw a pregnant woman good question yeah <laughs> I don't think I've seen many no right like we've seen kids but are people where are they are popping pe- out from are people pregnant these days what's <laughs> some brave new world thing where they just like yeah. encapsule kids I think when I was in Japan someone said this they're like, but did you see any, like, did you see any, <laughs> any pregnant women or any children, children? And I was like, no. Actually. But that's such a weird question. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's one of those, it's a big conspiracy theory. <laughs> I see. It's a good, good philosophy, eh? Just yeah, yeah, wondering yeah. about things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> where are they all? Where are they? Yeah, they're definitely not at home sending the the husband out no. to go buy things. No way. That's I mean, they way. have to be driving around, right? I feel, I feel that it's less common for pregnant women to be in buses nowadays. I used to see a lot of them in Brazil. I haven't seen many in Australia, actually. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I've seen yeah. one. Damn, that's. I'm gonna start asking people that. I like that question. <laughs> I don't I don't think it Sorry. sounds like you want it to sound have do you see kids around <laughs> no it's just like it's one of those like really zero brain conspiracy theory type uh, things okay. but but you know you, you thought about it <laughs> we could do an episode of con- on conspiracy theories that'd be funny oh we'll, we'll have to do a con- an episode on conspiracy theories yeah I heard a kind of I think I've said this to you a funny like don't do it now. It was just really stretched this episode. <laughs> no. It's just a comedian's bit about again, I'm never Don't gonna, do it. Never gonna be out of replicate. Keep it, bro. <laughs> Keep it for next time. Don't do it. <laughs> Hold yourself. Against every grain in my body, I will 
I will hold hold, hold yourself. We, we will do an ep- episode two. Yes, we we've reached over an hour. I think it's I think it's time. Yeah. We might even do a second part of this. Yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a part two. Yeah. Almost definitely, we need to do a tinfoil hat episode. We'll we just do research Tin, into our favorite conspiracy theories. Tinfoil is fun. We can even make like tinfoil oh. actual hats. That would be oh, yeah, that would be funny. We can wear them, oh, and then we take a photo yeah. and post <laughs> on the Instagram. <laughs> that you should definitely follow. Where's the that we haven't updated in? Where's our, the jazz music? <laughs> Where's the, the elevator music? Play something. <laughs> Let me do an outro. Yeah, here's your outro music. Hey you! Thanks for listening to this episode of the DNE with Eamon and Daniel. For more information, please. <laughs> no, serious, 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 serious. Please follow our Instagram and read the description of the episode (laughs) and also rate us five stars on spotify also give us a follow we we really hope you enjoyed this episode (laughs) tune in next week for another episode of the d and e podcast goodbye goodbye